Okay, I'll answer Maggie's question. Now, Maggie has a question. Why does Jesus still has nail prints and spear mark on his body and hands? All right? Though he was resurrected in his glorified body. I repeat, huh? Now, since Jesus resurrected in his glorified body, so Maggie asks, how come he still has his nail prints and his pierced side? How come he did not heal? Right? Is that your question? Okay, so why? Why? Why do you think, Elim? Well, number one, we learned during, then during the weekend that Jesus wanted to make sure that the people know it's truly him, right? It is me. You see, it is me. Touch me. They say, put the fingers, put your hands through the fingers and my side. So they know, ah, this is Jesus because we saw him crucified. His hands were nailed so that it is indeed him and not someone else. So number one, why else? Anna? Because his glorified body was still his body. Um, but why leave the marks there? Why not? Can Jesus heal it? And it says, no more marks. Yes, alright? So Chloe says rightly, yes, Jesus can close up the holes and close up the hole, right? He can do that in his glorified body, right? So Jesus' glorified body. Right? So Jesus' glorified body. Right? Can the holes be gone? Can the spear, spear hole also be gone? Is it possible? Yes. Now, so why did... So Maggie's question asked is, now this is the resurrect bo resurrected body. It's glorious. It's perfect. Why did Jesus not close up the holes? Yes. Some people might not believe him. That's correct. That is just what, like what Elim also said. You know, you believe me, it's me. Why else? Maybe I ask the adults. Anyone? Anyone? Uh, say again. A reminder. Very good. A reminder. Now, not only that Jesus wants them to know it's me, to remind them that, look, my nail prints, why do I have nail prints? Because I came to die for you, right? Why do I have all these marks on me? Because I, these marks must remind you that I came to save you, right? Now, that is the glory of God. That is the glory of God. When people see or they are reminded what Jesus did for them. Now, so sometimes your parents, maybe your parents say, Ah, look, Jesse. Oh, no. Okay, Jesse, no. All right. So and so. Look at mommy's hand. Mommy's hand is all burnt up. Then you say, Mommy, how come you have this burn on your hand? Then your mommy say, Because when you were young, you almost fell into the fire and mommy's hand went in and saved you. You see, because mommy saved you, to save you, mommy burned my hand. Then you look at your mommy's hand. Is it ugly? Okay, young people are very honest. Is it ugly? Yes, ugly. But in a sense, is it also very good reminder how much your mommy loves you? Also, right? Then you will touch the hand. Are you afraid of the hand? No, because you know because of mommy wanting to save you. So the reminder is God's glory. My glory is in these marks. Okay? So now, then the next question is, so when we die, when we have our glorious body, 
when we have our glorious body. Okay, so for example, now who has a mark on your body that you don't like? When you say, I have a big, a big, uh, a big mark on my face that I don't like. When I have the glorified body, I want to be very pretty. I want it to be gone. Will it all be gone? Now, what about... So will it be gone? Now, what about... Now, remember Peter? Or remember Paul, the Apostle Paul? Now, the, it is believed that the Apostle Paul... How did Apostle Paul die? It is believed. It's not in the Bible. But it's believed that his head was cut off. Right? His, now, in the Bible, does it talk about that were those that died for Christ and they were sawn in half? Yes. They were cut off. Their heads were cut off. Yes. So now, if, if, if there's a Christian, alright, there's a Christian who died for Jesus Christ, the people say, you must believe, you must say you don't believe in Jesus. If not, I'll cut off your head. And they say, no, I cannot deny Jesus. Then their head gets cut off. When they have their glorious body, what would it be like? <laughs> Oof, I found my head. Will it be like that? Why not? Jesus' hand holds. Reminder. Reminder of... So wouldn't this be a reminder? Hmm? Maybe you're a girl. Alright, be fair. Uh, the girl. <laughs> Even more scary. <laughs> Will it be like that? Now, we... We believe the glorious body for the believer. Number one, will be without sickness, correct? It will not sin, correct? Now, does a believer need to have this reminder? What do you think, Shalomia? Probably not. I think not. Because Jesus' reminder is His glory. Remember? He died to save us. If we die for Christ, should we say, Wow, you must worship me now. I'm very glorious. Look, my head got chopped off for that. Look, my arm got chopped off for that. Then you carry your arm and your head around. It is not for our glory. So I believe for the believer, our bodies will be perfect. There's nothing that we need to show to show off. Look, look, I died for Christ. I don't think so. Right? But for sure, Christ had the nail prints. His glory. His glory. For us, I don't think we, want to, we will be there to glorify ourselves. Alright? So that is... The Bible doesn't say very clearly, will everything be... Does God want to um, change everything? It's not clear. Okay? So, um, Maggie, do, did I answer your question? Why did Jesus leave it there? Number one, to prove that He is the same Jesus. Number two, a reminder to man forever in eternity that He is. He came to die for us and we will love Him. Okay? Alright, good. Now, next question. Now, don't ask me this, huh? Will a baby that die remain as a glorified body? Will the baby become still remain as a baby? Small one running around. Then big one walking around. The Bible doesn't really clearly tell us, but they will worship him, they will serve him. Maybe they will receive a body that, that is at a certain point that can worship and serve him. I don't know. But the Bible doesn't release, reveal some of these things. Now, the second question, similar. Now, Maggie asks, Will we feel sad in heaven? Will we feel sad in heaven? Sorry, all this was submitted some time ago. I'm still catching up. I know some of you just submitted some. So I'll come to yours. So Maggie said, Will we feel sad when we are in heaven? When we think about our unsaved loved ones. Right? 
So you go to heaven. Maybe your grandmother or your good friend did not believe in Jesus. Then you go to heaven. Will you still feel sad when you think of them? What do you think? Shama, what do you think? Do you think you'll feel sad in heaven when you think of them? Not sure. You will have feelings, correct. So you will have feelings. We will have feelings like we will love God, right? Now, but will you feel sad and then you keep crying? What do you think? You know, when you go to heaven. Not sure. Not sure. Okay, but in the first place, will you remember your grandmother when you go to heaven? Ilim thinks no. Will you remember daddy and mommy? No. Okay, Ilim thinks I won't remember daddy and mommy also. Okay, can you write? So if you're married, when you go to heaven, there's no marriage in heaven, right? So when I see Sharon, when I see Sharon, will I say, hey, you're my wife, I cannot recognize you. <laughs> will it be like that? What do you think? Okay, we answer one part at a time. Now, firstly, it, um, Noah, do you think you feel sad in heaven when you think of your loved ones? In the first place, will you remember them? You think you will? On what basis do you think you will recognize them and know them? Not sure. Okay, now let us, in the first place, the Bible does tell us that after we die, we can recognize people and we still know them. Okay? We still know them. Now, for example, um, let's turn to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, verse 19. Luke 16, verse 19. Now, this is the well-known story, right? Luke 16. We have the case of Lazarus and the rich man. Now, verse 19, let me read to you. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fed sumptuously. Verse 20, and there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gate full of sores. Now, we know the story, right? The rich man died and Lazarus died. Where did Lazarus go, Chloe? Don't know. Okay, let's read. Verse 22. Now, and it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. So, Chloe, where did, where did the beggar die, go? Went to heaven because Abraham is in heaven. The rich man also died and was buried. Verse 23. And in hell, he, which is the rich man, Lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Verse 24, And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send who? Say together, send who? Send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. Now, when the rich man who was in hell, he looked up and he could see Abraham, and who was in Abraham's bosom? Anna. Lazarus. So he saw Lazarus and Abraham together. And then he says, did he say, uh, 
can you please ask that, that man standing next to you and dip his finger? No, he could recognize Lazarus, right? He saw Lazarus, he asked Lazarus. So can we recognize people? Do we have memory of people? The Bible tells us there is. We can. Alright, so Elim, can you recognize mommy and daddy? Can, alright? Can. So we still remember. We still remember. Now, but the question is, will we feel sad? Will we feel sad? Now let's turn. So, Jennifer, do you think you have tears, you feel sad? When you think of your loved ones that did not go to heaven? No, why do you say so? Because, Jennifer said, because the Bible says in heaven there will be no tears. Okay, let, where? In Re- let's turn to Revelation. Revelation chapter 7, verse 17. Revelation 7, 17. Okay, let's read together. Revelation 7, 17. For the Lamb which was in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountain of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. So the Bible does tell us that in the future, Enoch, what will God do when we go to heaven if there's tears? He will wipe it away. Wipe it away. Now, if you turn to Revelation 21, verse 4. Revelation 21, verse 4. Shall we read Revelation 21, verse 4 together? And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Here God repeats, God will wipe away the tears. So while in scriptures, can we recognize our loved ones? We can. Do we know that they are in hell? We know. But God says that He will remove the tears from our eyes. Wipe away. Remove that sadness. Remove that sadness. Okay, so um, Maggie, does it answer your question? Will there be sadness? You, you will know that your loved ones are in hell. But at the same time, God says He will wipe away the tears. He will wipe, wipe, wipe away the tears. Okay? Alright? So that sadness, God will remove. Now, What about when I see Sharon? What about when uh, uh, Uncle John sees Auntie Bonnie? And so on. Will we recognize each other as husband and wives? We will. We will. Okay? But how will we feel? You go to heaven. Elim, now you know you can recognize your parents. You go to heaven and then you see your parents. Assume they go to heaven before you. Right? Then you finally reach heaven. Then you see your parents. Then you see Uncle Claude and Auntie uh, Esther there. What will you do? What do you think you'll do? What's for dinner? It's <laughs> <laughs> are very difficult to guess, right? Well, we don't know many of these things. But do, who do you think you'll be happiest to see? Faith. Jesse, Faith. Who do you think you'll be most happy to see? Faith. 
Jesus. You'd be more happy to see Jesus or mommy? Who? Okay, the answer is obviously Jesus. <laughs> Not because you don't love your mommy, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> Not because you don't mommy, but you realize that the Lord Jesus is so wonderful. You can't wait to see the Lord Jesus. Right? You've always seen your mommy, you know, you know her. But there's one person that you remember, have the nail prints, who died for you. Do you ever wonder how Jesus looked like? The one who loved you and died for you? And when you're in heaven, there will be no more sin in our heart. We'll be so happy. We can't wait to see the Lord Jesus. Who do you think you run to first? The Lord Jesus is there and mommy and daddy is here. Who do you think you run to first? <laughs> Just see why you're smiling so, so broadly. <laughs> Who do you think you run to first? I think when we get to heaven without sin in our hearts, our joy, I think we will run. I'm very sure we will run to the Lord Jesus and embrace Him first. Hmm? The joy. You embrace Him. You know, why you go like that? I'm not sure. You embrace Him and then say, Hi, anyway, hi. <laughs> right? You don't believe. Jesse, you think so? You think so? Jesse, which is your favorite park? In Australia, which is your favorite place to go? In Australia, Albany. Albany, wow, so far away. What do you like in Albany? The beach. The beach. Now, when you you drive for very long, right? Thanks for the good example. You drive, How long is the drive to Albany? Four hours. Six hours. All right. Drive for six hours, six hours, and you're stuck in the car for six hours with Noah. <laughs> all right, then you're quarreling. All right, six hours. Now, Jesse, when you finally, so daddy, mommy, and your loving brothers and sisters are with you in the car, right? So you reach there. After four or six long hours, when you reach there, and then once you reach there, park the car park and you see the beach, and the door opens, what will you do? Embrace Noah. Noah, I love you. Or what will you do? You will run out and run to the beach, right? Your daddy might say, don't run there yet. But you cannot wait to run to the beach, correct? Even same in heaven. We will be, now we love all these worldly things. When we get to heaven, we will be very different. We will love to see the Lord Jesus. So different. Chloe, are you excited? Now, do you know this famous hymn writer? Her name is Fanny Crosby. Yes. What's so unique about Fanny Crosby? Fanny Crosby is blind, right? When she was born, the doctor did something wrong and she became blind, right? Now, and she wrote many hymns. She wrote many hymns. Shama, do you, Shama, do you know the story? What happened when someone asked her, um, uh, Miss Crosby, when, don't you wish that God would restore your sight and give you your sight on earth so you can see again do you know this story shama no you know yep. all right so um some person asked her whether if she could be born again would she rather see or not and she said no. yeah so they say if you're born again if you could turn back time would you rather have your sight and she said no now the question is why did she say no jesse 
Why? No, uh, why did he say no? No, I, I, I'd rather not have my eyes. In heaven, she will have sight. She will have sight. It will be recovered, alright? The lame will walk. That's for sure. Now, so why don't you have, if you're born blind, why don't you have your sight now? Why do you say, ah, anyway, I go to heaven, I'll get my sight. So I must well wait till then. Would you say, yes, I want my sight now? You probably will. Now, she said, I'd rather not. She told the person, I'd rather not. And the person was very shocked. Huh? You'd rather not have your sight? And what did she say? She said that because... You know, why do you think she said that? I don't like to see my brothers and sisters. <laughs> it's God's will. Wow. Okay, it's God's will. So, no, if God's will can change. Now, she said that the first time I open my eyes, I can see. The first person I want to see is my Lord Jesus Christ. You say, I, the first person that I want to see. When I go to heaven, I can open my eyes. The first person is not, hey, how did mommy, daddy look like? How did grandma look like? How did my friends look like? No, the first thing she wants to see is, I'd rather not know anything. The first person I want to see is my Lord Jesus. Uh, we must be like that. Phoebe, do you like to see the Lord Jesus? Yes? Yes, very good. Alright, so we must have that love. Okay, so I think when we go to heaven, it will be very, very different. We will run to the Saviour. Okay, now next. Um, so next question is... Okay, this one is the adult question. Oh, oh. <laughs> so you got to... I think my mom submitted. <laughs> okay, the question is this. Um, regarding the 10th plague. What's the 10th plague? Remember in Israel, when God was going to remove the children of Israel, He sent them how many plagues? Shalomia. How many plagues did He send to Egypt? Ten plagues. Now, and the person say in this, in the last plague, who knows, who remembers what's the last plague? Elim. What was the last plague? Yes? Darkness? No, not darkness. Um... Embly. Death. Death of the sun. Death of the sun. Yes, Noah, what did you want to say? Death. Okay, so more specific, not darkness, alright? The firstborn of the Egyptian will die. And Embly says sun. Noah says firstborn. So now the question is this. So listen carefully, yeah? Now, there are, that's what the person say. In, let's turn to Exodus 11.5 Exodus 11.5 The second book, Exodus 11 verse 5 Exodus 11 verse, uh, verse 5 Now shall we read together? And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maid servant, and behind the mill, and all the firstborn of beasts. Alright, so God says in the tenth plague, all the firstborn will die. Now, Amberly says the sons. So now the question is this. The person asks, there are no Bible passages in the KJV 
that in the King James Bible that specifically identify the firstborn to be male in gender, means son. Even though we understand it to mean firstborn son, is it an assumption or does that mean that does the Hebrew word for firstborn specifically refers to sons only? So I'll answer the question again. Shalomia, do you understand the question? So it says this firstborn, when we read here, how do we know they are sons? Firstborn, Anna, who's the oldest in your home? And no, no, okay, who is the oldest child in the that was born first to your mommy? I know you're not the oldest. Your grandparents are. You're the oldest. Who was the firstborn? Firstborn. Anna is firstborn. Anna, are you male or female? Female. So now the question is. Here we read the firstborn. Does it did God mean every every boy? First, how do we firstborn is boy? Because Emily said boy. Emily, what do you think is boy? The girls want to die. Boys die. What do you say is son? So the person, how do we know his son? Because Pharaoh's firstborn was a son. Okay, hold that thought. Yes. You're going to say the same thing because Pharaoh's son, because Pharaoh's firstborn was a son. Does the Bible say the firstborn of Pharaoh is a son? Now turn to Exodus chapter um, 11, uh, Exodus chapter 12, Exodus chapter 12, verse 29. All right, just like what Amberly and Jesse said. Now let's read Exodus chapter 12, verse 29, reading. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land, Egypt from the firstborn. Okay, so now here it says, Slay Pharaoh's firstborn. But is it a son? Turn to Exodus chapter 4. Exodus chapter 4. Verse 22 to 23. Exodus 4, 22 to 23. Now, before this, God already told Moses. Chapter 4, verse 22 to 23. Let's read together. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. If thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son. Even thy firstborn. So, Emily, how do you know Pharaoh's firstborn is a son? Because of this verse. It says that your firstborn, Pharaoh's son. Okay? But does it mean still that every others were firstborn were sons? So let's let's look at. Huh? So the person's question is: does it mean every time? God referred to this, the firstborn is son. Now, firstborn of people. God says, firstborn of husband and wife. Firstborn of animals. No, no, animals. Firstborn of animals. Okay. Firstborn of animals. All the firstborn will die. Well, we know Pharaoh. How to draw Pharaoh? What hat does Pharaoh wear? Like that, I don't know. There's a snake, right? They have a snake on their, on their head, headdress, right? So Pharaoh. Pharaoh's first son, firstborn was a boy. Okay, was a boy. Boy wear pen. 
all right? Look a bit like skirt, but it's pants. <laughs> now, so Pharaoh firstborn boy. But the question the person asks, how does the Bible always refer to, in this case, the firstborn as a son? Cornelius, what do you think? Maybe animals, girls. Maybe some other people, girls. Like Anna, firstborn. You want to die? Firstborn, no. <laughs> Don't let me be born first. Is it always firstborn means son? What do you think? Maybe adults. Ignatius. Does the firstborn always refer to son? Yeah, in Pharaoh's case, it's son, but is all the cases supposed to be son? So the person now, does it mean the Hebrew word firstborn refers specifically to sons only? Ignatius. You understand the question? Okay. First son of families. So firstborn will always be son. Okay, so why now? How do you know that? Ine, Chloe, you want to help you? What if, like, the mother only gave birth to um, a child and it's already old? Does it count if they gave birth to another baby and they're pregnant? Does it mean that the child dies? I don't understand your question. So, mother gives birth to only one child and then? She grows up, and then she has another child. No, like, um... Oh, okay. So a grown-up adult, firstborn. First ah, so the question is, is this only babies, or is it grown-up adults? Wow, another question. What do you think, Esther? You, huh? Say again? Only children. Okay, why do you think it's only children? Because in the first place, it was only children. God was also judging them for what? What did Pharaoh try to do, Shalomia? He didn't like the Israelites, and what did he try to do? He made them slaves, but he did something to their children. Veronica. Okay, Chloe first, hurry up. He wanted to kill all the firstborn male, right? So this will be God's judgment. On them. Faith, what did you want to say? That's what we ought to say. Alright? Faith, are you cold? No? Okay. So now, God will judge them, and this will be the children. Okay? This will be the children like Pharaoh's case. Now, how do we know all? How do we know Ignatius is correct? Because you turn with me. Turn to the book of Numbers chapter, th chapter 3. Numbers chapter 3. Numbers chapter 3. Numbers chapter 3. Now, shall we read from verse 13 to 15? Numbers 3, 13 to 15, reading. Because all the firstborn are mine. For on that day I smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt. I hallowed unto me all the firstborn in Israel, both men and beasts. Mine shall they be. I am the Lord. Verse 14. And their fathers, 14, and their fathers by their families. Huh? Wait. I am the Lord, and then verse 14. Number the children of the Levi after the house of their fathers by their families. Every male from a month old and upward shall thou number them. Now, 
when do you understand what God is saying? God is saying, now please remember that when I delivered you from, from Egypt, from Egypt, I saved all your firstborn male. After you go to the promised land, you reach the promised land. So imagine Anna and Anna marry someone. Alright? Then God says, Anna, please remember when you reach the promised land, your firstborn must be set apart to remind you of what I did in those days. I saved the first meal. Your firstborn must be dedicated to me, right? And did he say the firstborn, what? Look at verse 15. Every what? Every male. Every male. Are you there? Every male. So, um, to the person who asked this question, yes, this firstborn refers to the male. Every male from a month old. Yes, it refers to the young one. Not the grown-up ones, alright, Chloe? The grown-up ones. This is to remind them what God did in Egypt for them. Okay, so answer this question. Okay? Alright, it's always referring in this case to the male. To the male. Why did, why, why, yes? Okay, what if the family have Children, but all female. Hmm? What do you think? Then, there is nothing to consecrate. Nothing to consecrate. Now, but I ask you a more difficult question. Now, what happened if all the firstborn of the animals also? Remember? All the firstborn of the animals also. Now, would God accept the donkey, the ass? Will God accept the S? No. God says for the unclean animal, for the firstborn, you do not give them to me. But you will redeem with, you go to a temple, redeem with something else. Redeem with something else. Alright, another animal or with certain amount of money. And if they don't want to do that, they're supposed to break the neck of the donkey. Why are you looking at each other? <laughs> it sounds so frightening. But that was how God, to make sure that they remember what the Lord did for them. Okay, the firstborn. Now, later on, was it, was it always like that? Later on, the priesthood, for those adults, huh? later on, the priesthood will take over this. Huh? So by then, it was just redeeming with money. That's all. This is how God worked in the Old Testament um, to remind them. Okay, next. By the way, why, why that question? No reason. Just trying to wonder. Uh, the question of whether firstborn referring to sons only, yeah. uh, whether or not it's context or grammar. Whether context or grammar. Uh, oh, oh. Uh, it's. Oh, okay. Um, the context will tell you. Yeah. Okay. Now let's uh, let's look at the next question. Ah, okay. Now, children, I'll ask you this question. Because it's about Christmas. Okay? Listen carefully. Now, the person asks, The number of wise men who brought their gifts to young Jesus is often identified as how many? Three. <laughs> they all know the answer. Three wise men. Because you always sing, right? How do you know it's three? Phoebe, how do you know it's three? 
Don't know. Shama, how do you know history? Because, so Shama said, because each man gave one present. Okay. So the question further is, now there are mention of three gifts. So this adult thing like you, alright? Because there were three gifts according to the Bible. What are the three gifts, Anna? Gold, myrrh, okay, you, Chloe. Gold, myrrh, and frankincense. Gold, myrrh, and frankincense, right? How many is that? Three. How many are there? Three. Now, so the person asked, now, if supposing there were three in number, then Matthew says that they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Does it mean it's three? Did the Bible say three? Turn to Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Matthew 2, 11. Um, uh, Samuel, about the one that has no sons at all. I will go back and check further. Okay? Is there a redemption? I can't remember. But I'll check and get back to you. Now, uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 11. Let's read together. Reading. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, does the Bible say three? Enoch, you don't think so, but the Bible says what? No, the Bible says how many people brought? Yes. And what does it what word does it use? Three. It says okay. Still waiting for the answer. It says. Okay, Jesse wants to help you. It says they. They. How do you spell three? T-H-R-E-E. -E. How do you spell they? T-H-R-E-Y. <laughs> no, T-H-E-Y. That's it, they. They. Alright, they. So, is it three? Sometimes you go to the, to the supermarket and then it's Christmas, then they have the family and then they show Mary, Joseph, uh, baby Jesus in the manger and then how many wise men? Three wise men, right? Three wise men. But does the Bible say three? The Bible doesn't say three. People just guess because it's three gifts, then it's three. That's all. Alright? The Bible does not indicate how many. Okay, Chloe? Doesn't indicate how many. Can one person, can many people bring three gifts? Because these are very expensive gifts. Maybe they share and then they bring three gifts. Could be more than three. Could be more than three. So what are you going to do during Christmas? When you see that, remove all the wise men from the supermarket. <laughs> Don't do that. Hmm? Just know that it's not accurate. right? It's not accurate. Don't go and make some more at home and go and add it there. No need. You just know it's not accurate. That's it. Okay? It's not accurate. Um, Alright, so I hope I answered the person's question. Yes, people just believe it's three because of three gifts. Okay, next.
Okay, this is a bit more difficult. Oh. Let us turn our Bibles um, to Hebrews chapter 2, verse 7. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 7. Now, the person asked this question, and I ask you all. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 7, let's read together. Hebrews 2, 7, reading. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands. Now, verse 8, the beginning. Thou shalt put all things in subjection under his feet. For in him... For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not, yet all things put under him. Ilim, what does it mean? Now, let's look at verse 7 first. Now, this is referring to Jesus Christ, alright? So, Shalomia, maybe you try. Shalomia, try answer. This, this, um, this verse says, God, you make Christ, Jesus, you make him, you make Jesus a little lower than angels. So now, the adult asks, alright? So the young people try to answer. The adult asks, now, why is Jesus lower than angels? Shama, Jesus is God, right? Then how come Jesus is lower than angels? Jesus must be higher than angels. So Shalomia, why do you think this verse says that? Any idea? Shalomia. Yes, you. <laughs> Why do you say? So the adult asks, how come the Bible says Jesus was made lower than angels? Hmm, Shama is giving you a hint. Because Jesus was the Son, but Son of God means He is God. Do you understand? The Bible says that Jesus is made a little lower than angels. So now angels, let's not draw angels, alright? We just say angels. Because, don't know how angels look like. Angels. Jesus, lower than angels. But Jesus is God. Which adult want to try? Alex, want to try? Okay, so Jesus has to be man. Why? Because in order to die for man, Jesus must be man. Alright? That's the theology. To represent man, Jesus must be man. Now, but still, why do you say that then Jesus is a little lower than an angel? Man made lower than angels. Um... Is it true? Is man lower than angels? Hmm? Man is made lower than angels? Did, but God never gave angels to rule the earth, right? God, made, God let men rule the earth, right? Because it's not glorified yet. Not glorified yet. 
Now, so why? So Shalomia, the adults gave you many hints. So why do you think the Bible says Jesus was made a little lower than angels? Oh, Shama today is very helpful. <laughs> no, Shama is, Shama is sabotaging the sister, giving her wrong answer. Yes? Jesus, 100% man, very good. And he's 100% God? Okay. But if he's 100% God, how can he be lower? Now the answer is this. Basically, Jesus being 100% man, now, we have to know that at that point of time, the angels, do angels feel tired? Hmm? Do angels feel tired? Angels do not feel tired. Did Jesus as a man feel tired? Elim? Did he feel hungry? Did he thirst? Did he need to sleep? Do angels need all that? Angels don't need that. Huh? In that sense, in that human body, there were limitations compared to angels, correct? Right? So, Jesus was made like um, Uncle Alex said, Jesus must be man and have the limitations of man in that sense in order to represent man okay now first you must remember that now before i forget uh, you know what you yes your first your question does not jesus have power over the angels very good because jesus said i have power to command legions of angels to come and save me now right if jesus is lower than angels how can he command the angels to come how come? That's a good question. Now, Jesus, in terms of power and position, is not lower than the angels. I repeat that. Huh? Jesus, in terms of power and position, is not lower than angels. But in this limited physical body that is needed to represent man, he has these limitations. That is the meaning lower. Not lower in power, not lower in glory. But he had the physical limitation. This is to prove that he's 100% man. Understand that? Now, but when, when the Bible says this, there is a more important point that God wants to emphasize. Now, alright, Jennifer, pay attention. What is God trying to emphasize? Jesus is made a little lower than men. It made a little lower than angels. Now, the emphasis in creation is, is man is lower than animals or man is higher than animals? Man is obviously higher than animals. Man will rule over animals, right? This verse is to emphasize Jesus is far higher. It's to emphasize man is higher than animals, a little lower than angels in the physical limitation. Now, so what Sister Grace said, not glorified yet. Please look at your Bibles, Hebrews chapter 1, eh, Hebrews chapter 2. Now, will Jesus remain forever lower than angels? Will or not? Veronica, chapter, chapter two, Hebrews chapter 2. Now, you look at verse... 8 and 9. 8, 9 and 10. Will Jesus remain forever in this lower than angels uh, form? No. Because you see, verse 9 says a little lower than angel. But why? For the suffering of death. Listen carefully. Eh? Jesus in this human form that has weakness is for suffering of death. Like Uncle Alex said, it's to represent men. But will it be in this body forever? No. You look at verse 
um, verse uh, verse verse nine. First, uh, he should taste death for every man. But verse ten, for it became him for whom all things and by whom all things are. Oh, no, no, no. Where is it just now? Ah, yes, verse eight. Now he says, verse eight. Uh, listen carefully. For in that he put all in subjection under him, he left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. What is he saying? He said, when Jesus in this human form that is to die for men, we we cannot see that actually all things are under him. But when will we see all things under him? When Jesus died for men and resurrected and have the glorified body. Understand that? When Jesus have the glorified body. This is temporary. In that form, all things, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. They will all kneel to him. Jesus is not going to remain a little lower than angels forever. It's temporary to die for men in the physical form. After that, in his glorious body, higher than angels. Above all, actually. Okay? <sighs> okay, this is a doubt question. So, did the adult understand? Alright? So, Esther, this was your question, right? Yeah, so why did we say Jesus a little lower than man? Simply because of his physical limitation to die for man. After that, he is the glorious man. Now, will we be like that? We will receive the glorious body, right? We will also receive the glorious body. Are we a little lower than angels now? Are we? Yes, but we are much higher than animals. Please remember that we are a little lower than angels. Uh, is to explain that we are far higher than animals. That's the point of this verse. Understand that? Understand or not? A little now, angels are up here. Angels are up here. Animals are down here. Huh? In terms of glory, okay? Not down here, down here. Alright? Now when God says a little lower than angels, is to emphasize much higher than animals. Understand that? Okay? That's the emphasis. Now, um, that's why it's evolution. Evolution makes fun of this. Evolution makes men come from monkeys who want to who want who want to be a, a um, offspring of a monkey they're making fun of men understand god always say man is far higher than animals he created man like that yes sir all right clear okay the next one is too complicated to explain so we will go down for lunch because the next one you can go back and think what about this melchizedek anyone who knows who's melchizedek you know, who's Melchizedek? I actually read it once in a book. You read it once in a book? I think it's to do with some like, Indian something. Some Indian something? Some priest. Some priest. Because the name is very, com is very long and complex, so you think, ah, oh, it's some priest from some origin, alright? So who is Melchizedek? So the person asks, is Jesus Melchizedek? Okay, so we'll we answer that the next time. And is, is Melchizedek's priesthood higher than Jesus? All the young people don't understand this, but we'll explain to the adults. Please submit your questions, otherwise you'll be all adult questions. <laughs> Alright? Okay, let's turn to God in prayer.